0: Today we are reading from the book of Dares. You are listening to Make Art Not Content, brought to you by the Mystery School, exclusively on Last Night's Welcome to the party. Damn, this is good. I know, right? Congregation, please rise. Sheila. Yeah? Give me some of that Oberheim Prince funk. I could do that. Ooh. Uh, uh. Right. Wow. Damn. Hear me now. I have a theory about yoga classes. I'm talking about the ones that they have at the gym that's a different instructor every time. The way I like to look at it is that whatever teacher you get that day, four more, three more, is probably the teacher that you need. So if they come in and they're like, Namaste, and the class is easy street, then that's probably the gentle touch that the gods decided to grace you with that day. Mm hmm. But if the instructor comes in and treats the whole affair like you're in some army boot camp. Take a big inhale. Almost there. And makes you hold poses extra long and even comes by to adjust your posture until you feel like a broken twig. So let me guess, that's exactly what the doctor ordered? Correct. Now, remember that teen sensation, Rebecca Black? She had that hit song called Friday that everyone hated so much. Oh my God, I hated that song. But that also became the biggest song of the year. Well, the reason Friday became a viral sensation isn't because it was bad. It was bad. Bad songs come out every day. It's because it was irresistibly catchy with a ridiculously awful video and delivered so sincerely, it just had to be hated. But 150 million views later, what? It launched that girl's career. Really? Okay, maybe this is kind of a jump here, but it reminds me of like Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. I don't know if you follow politics closely, but he's the jab of the hut looking dude that basically got Trump elected. Oh. Remember all that Cambridge Analytica stuff where Zuckerberg had to go to Congress and testify? Oh. That thing? Well, Steve Bannon was the mastermind behind stealing all of our data on Facebook and then using it to spread misinformation to influence the election. Mm. And I guess it worked. People really hate that guy. If I had not come as the CEO of the campaign, Trump would not have won. And that's a fact. The White House, there's no glamour to the job at all. But somehow there's two major documentaries that were made about him. Weren't they made by the people who hate him? And he keeps getting invited to speak on college campuses everywhere because I guess he has crazy debating skills and they want to hear what he has to say. So the reason I'm bringing these people up is because even though they were never loved by the culture, they still managed to make a little dent on it. Okay. And meanwhile... You, Me? <laughs> you have great ideas that maybe could truly help the world or your little corner of the world, but you're too chicken shit to put them out there. Mm, yeah, well. You get cold feet because people may not like it. Um, yeah. You're afraid to be hated. Uh, yeah. And that's what's holding you back. Look, no matter what you say, someone out there is going to disagree anyway. So you might as well do your thing. Instead of doing what most people do. What's that? Saying nothing out of fear. Let me ask you something. What? When's the last time you took an unpopular position that you felt strongly about and defended it to the hilt? Uh... One week ago, people were afraid to support the Black Lives Matter movement because they could lose followers or because they might say the wrong thing. And by the end of the week, they were afraid now of something completely new. Now they were afraid of not showing their support so that they wouldn't end up on the wrong side of history. Anti-racism is so popular right now that we're getting to witness the Coachellification of a civil rights movement. Coachellification. Wow. It reminds me of a Lennon quote. Not John Lennon, the other one. He says, There are decades when nothing happens, And weeks, when decades happen. Ooh, that's exactly what we're going through right now. And you know why? It's that rare moment when masses of people stop being motivated by fear. But instead, they get motivated by their actual values and convictions. And they're even prepared to pay a price. You get enough of these people, and things can truly tip over. And then there's a small window of collective social bravery. Fear is a motherfucker Ooh, it is. It's coming back <laughs> I was watching the first episode of Lost the other day No clue why But anyways, I had totally forgotten About that super deep Conversation between Jack and Kate When she's stitching him up It's the one where she asks him How come you're not afraid of anything Do you remember what he replied? No I just made a choice I'd let the fear in Let it take over, let it do its thing but only for five seconds. That's all I was going to give it. So I started to count. One, two, three, four, five. And it was gone. Lost lasted six seasons. But if you're a creative person and you're looking for a more realistic way of dealing with your fears... Like your fear of strangers, or your fear of doubling down on yourself, or your fear of what other people might think. I know I gotta practice putting myself in situations that make me afraid. Yes. Willfully put yourself in social situations where you stand a chance of being judged or rejected. Situations where there's no way for you to predict the outcome. (sighs) It's so hard, though. Invite some chaos into your life. At a certain point. You become so enthralled with all the possibilities of amazing outcomes and going home with a story that you forget the potential negatives. Hmm. It's just like you're watching a movie. That's cool. You're on the edge of your seat, but it just happens to be your own life that you're taking part in. It's really cool. Sheriff, he's over here. Of course, if you've never done it, you'll have to take my word for it. But that's not as fun. I'm telling you, facing your fears ends up trickling into everything you do. That's why before you can disrupt the culture or disrupt whatever your industry is or disrupt the competition like people like to say these days, you have to learn how to disrupt yourself. There's this sick, sick book called Owen Meany. Owen Meany. That I read when I actually used to read. The reason I find it so genius is because it's about this kid that engages in all this strange behavior while he's growing up. He's always practicing these weird habits and putting himself in crazy situations, and all the neighbors and his friends think that he's just crazy. And at the end of the book, Oh, it's so beautiful. Tell me. And I can't ruin it for you in case you read it one day, but let's just say everything he practices throughout his life comes together at the end in a tragic but incredible way. So I guess what I'm saying is don't be afraid to ruffle some feathers. Incredible people make normal people uncomfortable. Ain't that the truth. When has following the majority ever led to self-actualization? Like never? Disrupt yourself. My dad would always say, for every person that hates what you do, there's someone out there that will love it because that person hates it. Wait, what? Did you catch that? Let that sink in, especially if you're a creative. Say it again. For every person who hates what you do, there's someone out there that will love it because that person hates it. Hmm. Practice doing things that scare you. Get comfortable with opposition. Get comfortable with rejection. Develop that muscle now. It'll change your life. But don't take my word for it. Go and experience it yourself. Embrace every obstacle that gets thrown in front of you, including the fucked up yoga instructor you get in class today. Next time that alarm goes off in your head warning you not to take a chance or asking you to bypass the more difficult option, hit the snooze button on that lame behavior. I know everyone around you is telling you it's okay, it's okay. Fuck them. Because that's the way they were taught to be supportive. You know, telling you things are all right even if you're sucking. They're not all right. Well, consider this podcast today as coming from a real friend that will always remind you never to settle for the lesser version of yourself. In the words of the gladiator, one day, that day may come. But not yet. Not yet.